we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. We are so excited you guys are back. This is our first official, like, real, real episode. Yeah, our first Friday episode. Yes. We're recording it on a Thursday, but it's on Friday. You'll be hearing it on a Friday. You know, we like to get things done. I'm yes. a planner. I'm, I'm very Lisa Barlow in that way, where I like to have, you know, everything set. Oh my God, I'm a already. business woman. Like, you just fill me with such rage. Hearing her name, I'm already <laughs> like, wow, I really can't wait to get to Salt Lake because I need to rip her to shreds. I'm so angry with her, but it's okay. Well, we will get to Salt Lake, but as you know, we have a new format for our show here at Han Bravo, and you'll be getting this every Friday. So make sure you guys put us on your calendar, send yourself a notification, yes. make sure you're subscribing because every Friday we will be going through all of the Bravo shows going on right now. This week we are going through Atlanta, OC, Dallas, and Salt Lake City. Not in that order because we're going to be going to do an Atlanta, <laughs> Dallas, OC, Salt Lake City is how we're going to be talking about it. Yeah. But we'll be covering all those four shows today. So if you like want to skip a sh- the show, fast forward a little bit. You'll find the next show. It's totally fine. Um, and before we start, we just want to make sure to remind you. We are on Instagram. <laughs> we are. And you are not following us. Yes, you are not. Um, there was a glitch at Instagram, and like, thank goodness we were able to keep the handle hot and bravoed, H-O-T-N-B-R-O-B-R-A-V-O-D, right? Jesus yes. Christ. Um, You'll get it. So we were able to keep the handle, but not the page, so... The over 10,000 followers that we have are now gone and we are desperate to get you all back. So check your Instagrams, refollow and tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, and uh, that way you'll keep all up to date on what we're doing. And the Instagram is already kind of getting some hits. Um, oh, yeah. Eddie oh, told yeah. Me about, yeah. I mean, you tell them. Oh, yeah. We'll get into it. But like maybe we had some guests from Dallas um, comment on one of our, you know, one it's of our things. wild. Like, I, I love it. I can't wait to, to okay, share Okay. Wait, before we start, we have to talk about the big news of the week, though. What's the big news of the week? Jersey. Oh, my God. The trailer. The trailer. I mean, you know, uh, Teresa and Dolores were on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago. And they even said that this is probably the best season of Jersey that they've ever been a part of. And that, oh, man. We may, that we've ever seen. Oh man. And of course, when they say that I go, oh, okay, well I'll wait till I see it. But the, the trailer I, I'm hyped up. I cannot wait. Oh no. Same. I watched this trailer and I was like, who isn't cheating on someone this season? Like, I wh- mean, <laughs> I think they're talking about Jackie and yes, her husband, yes. but I have a feel look, it seems like all of their relationships are like being tested. And I, I can't wait. Oh, I'm, yeah. And I'm stoked to see Melissa in like form and fashion. I know people have been calling back to season three Jersey. So yes, make sure you guys, if you are not familiar with the Jersey history, get on it now because this season is about to be lit. And Jersey was one of those that came right out of the gate when it first came out of like high drama all the time, all mm-hmm. day. Um, so if you're looking for something to do while we're still in this quarantine, highly recommend doing a rewatch. Um, I might blowing, even do a rewatch. I, mean, I was thinking about it too. I kind of, that's why I'm kind of suggesting it. Cause I'm thinking about going back. Cause I miss, 
uh, Caroline Manzo and um, Jacqueline and all that. You know, I was once called a Danielle Staub lookalike, which no, you makes were me, not. yeah, it, it was very hurtful, but you know, um, <laughs> I don't oh think I God. look like Danielle Staub. You don't. And That's, I don't not act like Danielle Staub. No, you do not. I don't know what they were thinking. Well, it was very hurtful. As, as funny as that fucking is, I, I can't you know agree. What? I can't agree with them. Well, they, it was very rude. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a crazy week. Um, you know, Eddie and I made the decision to get back on Instagram on our own accounts. And between that and the New York Times app, uh, I'm very stressed. So this has been the housewives and being able to do this like yet again is, is saving me and keeping me above water. So thank you again for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Thank you for also being on and thank you all for listening because yes. this gives us something to do. So we're not getting stressed out on the internet. Yeah. And we all want you to have a laugh and, and escape for a moment before you go back to the news and go back to the crazy, crazy fire. That is the world. All right. Um, well, <laughs> let's start with Atlanta. My Atlanta, the best. You love Atlanta. You always sing when it ends. You sing like Made in Georgia. Made in Georgia. <laughs> it's like hilarious. Um, it's produced in Georgia. It's it's a you know. You Georgia said is- that they sang that one time, and I okay, don't think so, so. No, 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 no. If you watch um, Family Feud with. Mr. Steve Harvey, which is also produced and filmed in Georgia. Um, at the end of the episode, it is the same Georgia peach thing that we see at the end of Atlanta, but there's a woman that sings made in Georgia. I'm not okay. You all. Okay. I need you all to validate me. And I need, and if you're not watching family feud, get on it. Um, (laughs) but I'm telling you tonight it's on every night. So watch it tonight. Okay. And I want you to, you know, take a photo or a video of it and send it to me. So, you know, all right. Yeah. We'll see. No. All right. No, no, we won't. I mean, you will. You must. Okay. 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 Sounds like you're not going to do it, but I'm going to make you do it. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our favorite show that is made in Georgia, though, yes. which is not Family Feud. No. It is Real Housewives of Atlanta. 100%. Um, this episode was about the engagement party for Chill, um, Cynthia and Mike Hill. Yes. Hosted by Candy, but really put together and hosted by Kenya. You know, uh, it's it's all uh <laughs> it was an interesting a Trojan event. horse that was very weird. Yeah, okay. I it's whatever. I'm just gonna there's a lot of things that went wrong with this party, yeah, which is a lot to unpack. Which we will get to. Um first though, I want to talk about how this episode started, which was with Kenya, Latoya, and Cynthia. And I need to ask the question are Kenya and Latoya an item? Are they hooking up? Okay, and this is not like it. If, 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 uh, if they are fine, like God bless them. Great. Um, I do think that Kenya needs some extra love and attention from whomever will give it to her, given what she's going through with her husband. But I do not like this pair. They're driving me crazy. I thought the naked photo thing was so weird. Also that photo. I don't think, I mean, if it's of Kenya, it's definitely Photoshopped. To within an inch of its life, I, I I I was like Cynthia. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I was the photo. Okay, I'm not gonna like drag Kenya because we know Kenya is like a model. She's got she's no, fierce, she's beautiful, but, but like, like that was not. I don't know an if that photo representa- was real. Yeah, it was not an accurate representation of of how she looks now, which is not bad. She didn't need to touch up a photo. I think, but 
I think that she needs a lot of love and I think she needs a lot of attention and, and Toya is feeding it to her like hand and foot, like completely. And so I think that's what we're seeing. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to go any further because then Kenya's a lot of talk and no game like usual. So I just found it very annoying. It's, it's an interesting situation. Um, but I mean, they're all getting ready, whatever. And then it just, I, my thing is, and then they do the little like whatever fashion photo shoot. But like, my thing is like, I think I see, I see Kenny and Latoya. And I think that's why Kenny is so obsessed with Latoya. I think there's like a level, a deeper level of attraction there. I think there is some kind of either she wants to be Latoya or she wants to be in Latoya. <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm kind of, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. I, I, again, I, like Cynthia, it just was saying like, just out of left field. It's kind of out of nowhere. Like this girl, you know, Kenya is usually so rigid and frigid when it comes to new girls in the group. And it's just so like, prove me your worth, prove me your, your status that you should be in this group of women. But like Latoya came out of the gate, like, you know, all up in Kenya's business. And I think Kenya just like, it was just catnip for Kenya at this moment. Yeah. She needs, she needs a good buddy. And I, I mean, think they this don't, is... they're not the ones that end up in the basement at Cynthia's, uh, bachelorette hooking up. So I think it's kind of lame. Well, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when that party comes, comes to, uh, comes to a head. Cause I, I, I need to know. Wait. Um, okay. Uh, Let's talk about Pursuit of Portia. So Portia's coming out with a book. Is that, oh, is that the name of the book? That's what she said she was I call will it. be buying it. Oh, yeah. We always say we're going to buy books. We never buy books. This book we actually no, will be buying. No, but you bought one. You bought um, the, 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 the cocktail book, the Tom and Ariana book. I got that as a Christmas gift. Okay, so okay. Well, still, you got the book. And yeah, we made a cocktail from it. Remember, it was we not did. bad. It was not bad. It was actually quite good. And it had talk about hot sauce in it. Yeah. No, we were pleasantly surprised. So you've, you have one. Yeah, I should. But this one I actually do want to get. And support, not only to support Portia, but also because I think it'll be a great read. I'm doing it to support Pilar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Um, speaking of Pilar, um, you said last week that you were nervous about the Rosa Parks doll. Yeah, and I, I retract that statement. It seems like they, they took it as a nice gesture and it seemed, you know, well um, well received. And so I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm happy that they... Because again, I, I don't... I think Portia has been through so much. And she, I think like subconsciously realize that like this bullshit with Kenya doesn't fucking matter. Um, and so if Kenya's going to try to be nice, like she'll take it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I think their relationship is on the mend. I don't think Portia is like a new woman where she's, she's not, not gonna, taking the bait. Yeah. She's not going to deal with this BS because she realized this doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like life goes on. These people are like, it's not as important as the things she's dealing with a on a daily basis. Um, I did think it was an emotional, beautiful moment, but with her and her mother and her sister talking about their relationship with the father. Well, and yeah, like I didn't realize I, I just assumed that uh, Portia and Lauren shared the same mother, but had different fathers, but they have the same father and different mothers. Yes. So I love that. Like Portia's mom treats Lauren like one of her own. I just, they have a really beautiful sisterhood going on. Uh, I kind of want to start listening to their podcast. They have a podcast. Yes. Ugh. Another one I have to listen to. I know, to but life. like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take a dive this week and report back. Yeah. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know if I should subscribe. Uh, of course. Because you are the podcast king. You listen to literally I mean, everything. I am a 60 year old woman and I have really dove into the podcast world during this time. And I'm, I'm hooked. I listen to 
so many. You listen to I, like, there's probably too a lot many. of things I should be doing other than listening to podcasts. But what do you I mean? Do? I'm too busy to listen to anyone's. But no, I'm kidding. I listen to people's podcasts. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, I did also laugh about the part with Dennis where she was like taking her leg back for that every single so thing that like worked for her funny. for Dennis. I was dying at that. She was like, ah. Ah, and then she like was full down. Gotta love Portia for bringing a bit of levity to any situation like that. Um, let's uh, move on just to kind of, I guess, the big event of yeah the uh, the episode because this is really where all the juice happened, and yeah. that is the engagement party. The event space, I will say, was gorgeous. And the work that Kenya's event planner did was beautiful. It everything looked great. Um, I also loved when Candy was like, "My husband's the Black George Clooney," and he is. Todd is the Black George Clooney. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make that note. But I, uh, I loved the space. I thought it was really well done. Um, and um, I was excited. For, I was, I don't know why I was expecting more people. I didn't realize it was just going to be an intimate dinner. I thought that maybe it would be well, like it's also COVID. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know, but they're, you know, they're pushing it. Uh, yeah. Truly. So I was expecting them to push it even more. Um, cause we know the wedding's coming. So I was expecting, you know, Kenya to push it a little bit more, but no, they kept it, they kept it small and everything. Even I love how Kenya on camera wanted to be like, so everyone's been tested for COVID. Everyone's good. No one, no one, no one got a positive test. Okay, good. Everyone, everyone's been good. Everyone's cleared. And I loved it. They just wanted to make it very clear. We're good. We're fine. Everyone's dandy. Um, I am obsessed with the lie or the scheme that they told, uh, Cynthia and Mike to get them to this party and what they were supposed to wear and everything. They thought it was a political event where they were going to meet Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Cynthia and Mike are smarter than that. Yes. I, I, but they seemed like they ate it up, especially because of when they arrived, they were so disappointed. (laughs) It's like, we don't even care that it's an engagement party for us. Where's Joey B? And they were so upset. Like they were like, Oh really? Like who gives a shit about me and Mike? Like who gives a shit about chill? Like where's Joe Biden? Um, but yeah, cause he's like, Oh yeah, no, he wants, he wants, he's trying to court the black woman vote. Like that's why he's doing this. It's like, yes, honey. But like, you're you guys you guys are the Atlanta housewives god bless you but you you know he's he's gonna be taking meetings with Stacey Abrams before he's taking meetings with y'all and and like let's be real this is gonna be airing after the election it's not gonna do anything no you guys are just it's it was hilarious it was very Um, funny but I love how um it was the ruse to get also to make sure everyone is there on time you know you got to get there for the photos whatever and Cynthia and Mike are on time and no one else is there to surprise them because everyone else is running no. on their own. Well, I mean, again, the, the, the party's so small. Um, you got, I think it was Latoya and Marlo and Portia were all over an hour late. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone really had to be there to make it a big surprise. First one there, Tanya. I literally thought of you. I was like, of course, Eddie slash Tanya is the first person there ready to go. And she was so uncomfortable. She's like, Oh God, I'm with Kenya. She's like, I gotta be here all by myself with Kenya. Been there. It's happened. Uh, But no, that was hilarious. That got me that like uh, Mike and Cynthia were on time, ready to go because they wanted to meet Joe Biden, which was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, I also loved the little um, FaceTime where Portia was like, I'm bald, but she was just wearing like her wig cap. But it was killing me. Um, these women just bring me so much joy. I just got to say, yeah. um, at the party, uh, 
Cynthia takes both Kenya and Candy aside mm-hmm. to let them know that she was going back and forth about having bridesmaids, but they're both on the list. They're she, both going to be bridesmaids. She could not had bridesmaids. I still think, I think that she made, I think she should have just stuck to that. Also, I, you could tell Kenya thought she was going to ask her to be maid of honor. You could tell she thought it was going to be even more than that. And I was like, nope, you're just a bridesmaid. I'm assuming her sister's going to be the bride, like maid of honor or matron of honor. If there's going to be one. Who knows what this wedding is going to be? We know that. I don't think Bravo filmed it. No, they didn't. We have footage. But um, we don't Because have... Cynthia had people there filming it. But no, Bravo said it was too dangerous and they didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what happens and how they navigate the wedding on the show. Um, I think that we're going to get all secondary footage, which is great because, you know, since they, I think they, you know, they didn't see Bravo film crew there. I think people are going to maybe let their hair down a little bit and behave differently. And I think we're going to get like some BTS footage that like, we're not really supposed to see. Oh my I'm gosh. Very you know, excited. I'm always for that. Um, what is with, oh my God, Kenya on the mic and then Candy on the mic and then Portia on the mic. I mean, I thought the Candy and Portia thing was funny, but Kenya, that sent me. I thought that was so ridiculously funny. Um, I got to say out of chill, the three. Chill, 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 Like what? I could make a better song than that. I know. Um, I I also have to say, I ha- I hate to say this, but I think the best singer out of the three was Portia. No, it was. I agree. But also I loved the hearing Candy because it reminded me that she won the Masked Singer this year and it just it brought me some some joy. Actually, Leanne Rimes won the Masked Singer this year. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Candy was last season's winner. Well, when, No, but like there were two, right? Because that was, that happened during quarantine. Yeah, in 2020. 20- 2020. Oh, so maybe there was two. There were two. Yeah, there were two this year. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. No, there are two winners. Okay. Both amazing. Candy won last season. Both and like Leanne is Bravo adjacent. adjacent, I mean, we did see we did see the photo of her and Brandy Glanville on Christmas. Amazing. Uh, but no, I mean, you know me. I I love myself some Candy, but like. She just she try. I think she tries too hard. I think she feels she has to prove herself when she does yeah. stuff like this in front of the women, and her nerves get the best of her. And so we get that little quivery vibrato going, and uh, it's it just. I mean, I love her, but yeah, it's uh, Portia was the best. Give Portia an album. Give Portia a single. I was so, so I was pleasantly surprised. Portia's got some good tone, you know. Uh, Erica Jane is out of Chicago. Oh uh, well, Candy you already. Oh, Portia. I'm oh, saying. Well, Candy did it. Nini did it. It's might as well. Who knows? We, 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 we will, I, I just want to honestly, I just want to see now that I'm into the Broadway world. Now that I've been a, like shown this whole new world, I want to see every housewife on, on Broadway after Erica Jane stint. Chicago would be the show because it's, it, that's what they do. And, what? and you need, you need, um, you need a little something extra to do any other show that would, that would be open that long. Well, like Phantom of the Opera, there's no fucking way any of them could do that. Why? Because it's opera. Well, yeah. Like you, <laughs> there needs to be a little bit of legit training, like there. Okay. Um, well. their natural talents are suited to Chicago. Just which you don't need talent for. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna go as far as to say that. But like you know, hey, it's something though that Erica was one of the two main ladies because they do tend to just th- stunt cast 
And by stunt cast, I mean uh, throw a famous person into the mix to sell tickets. Um, they do stunt cast the Matra Mama Morton role quite a bit. Um, we've had many different stars play that those roles. Um, they they go back and forth between stunt casting Roxy and Velma. So I thought when Erica was Roxy, that was a bigger deal. Um, but I would pay good money. I mean, I would to be there. see Portia. I would be there uh, in a as, second. It, honestly, she could be Velma. She could be Mama Morton. I would I would see it. I'd watch it. She could be what's the kitty? What's the go to hell kitty? Oh my god, it's two seconds. I know, but it's a Portia. No, Portia, um, you can't you can't afford her. Speaking of Portia, did Portia say she was vegan now? Yeah, vegan, and it's really improving her sex life. You know, good I, for her. I tried to do vegan for a second at the um, the first third of the quarantine, like somewhere within that. I you know I was like I'm going to go vegan. And it lasted what two seconds? It was like a week. It was. It just you just you you gotta eat twice as much as you think you do when you're vegan and you're you're transitioning into veganism. Like you have to double. You have to eat constantly and be really smart about where you're getting your protein and your iron and your you know the things that you get from meat that you do still need but that you don't want to get from meat anymore. You just got to be more strategic. And you were just going like I'm just gonna see what happens. I was just like I'm just gonna eat like a bunch of stuff. So maybe call Portia up and be like. Girl, yeah. Me, give maybe, me your tips and tricks. Maybe I'll go get a vegan dog from uh from Dennis. Ugh, oh, I that ugh, no, 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 no. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I love Todd watching basketball at the dinner table. I probably would have done the same thing because that, as well meaning as Kenya was, it really was all about Kenya wanting to make good on herself for what yeah. she did to Cynthia with the engagement announcement last year. Um, and it was it was a mess. It was a mess. God bless her, but it was a mess. Yeah, um, I don't think I'd be watching football, uh, but... It was basketball. Uh, basketball, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would have been checked out as well. Um, I would have been checked in, though, when LaToya was sending, showing those photos from Kenya. Again, like, I don't know. I just... I, LaToya rubs me the wrong way, and she just, I think, is just trying to get... She's trying to make a statement to keep herself on the show. Mm. But I can tell, I, I mean, I can see why they didn't give her a peach at the end of the season. Cause she's just really annoying. I just, uh, she's a mini Kenya and we've already got a Kenya. I don't need to, I don't. Um, and then Drew was MIA the whole episode, right? Well, that was because Ralph's father died. Right. And we're going to go into that next, uh, but like, that was weird. Like not even a little bit of her, this, this episode. I honestly forgot she was on the show Me for a second. Too. Because it's really hard when a new person comes in and then they're gone for like an episode or they're like missing. Uh, you forget about them for a second. Yeah. And I, and you know, her and Drew, I know you were saying her and Ralph were maybe not together anymore, but well, it looks like they I'm are. Just, well, oh, they are publicly. Well, yeah, because since we got back on the Instagram. Oh, I haven't checked, but you checked? Well, I followed. I felt that they weren't, but if you're right. Through the Hot and Bravo account, I've seen that they're still together. So. I still think that there's a ticking time bomb on that one. There's going to, there's something's going to happen. Something's got to give. Um, Again, maybe she's waiting to see what the public reaction is now that the show is aired. Maybe we'll have a reunion moment. Maybe we'll see what happens there. Um, also, we just got to say goodbye to Riley. Girl going off to NYU. Oh, yeah. I loved seeing the little montage of her from when she was younger. Yeah. So cute. Little, little mini candy. Um, and then loved seeing Ace being so sad I to miss know. his big sister. I love that they're putting him in interviews. Oh, he looked so cute in his little suit. I was like, this little dapper little Dan. I love him so much. <laughs> um, but no, Ace, 
is adorable. Yeah. Ace is finally getting his shot. Riley's going to do great things. Um, you know, Candy's done a beautiful job with her. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. I'm stoked. Um, okay. Is, did we cover everything for Atlanta? Yeah. I think we're, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching like the, the nitty gritty stuff like Cynthia's wedding and the, the, uh, the bachelorette drama. Um, I, I'm excited. We're getting there. All right. Well, let's move on to Dallas then. Um, Real Housewives of Dallas. Once again, we are this this show this <laughs> franchise never fails to disappoint me i think tiffany dr tiffany moon is one of the best freshman New, housewives yeah, we've had uh, in a long yes, time yes 100 percent agree um i love her story i love um her sharing it with brandy i love them making a connection again i said this before but i like that they like this is what we all should be doing is really fighting to find common ground with each other uh during these times and i love that tiffany's giving her the grace uh, to know that she, there's not racism in her heart, but that what she did was wrong and that like we can all be redeemed and we can move forward. Um, I love that they connected and I love her story. And I, yeah, Tiffany like scored a 10 out of 10 this episode. I was a little sad that we didn't see Brandy the rest of the episode and more interactions between her and Tiffany. Yeah, she went to Florida. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, no, no, girl. But okay. Um, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're going to get more Tiffany and Brandy, but I think it was also good that we have an episode away from that. Yeah. Because I feel like the first episode we had that the beginning of this episode, we, we had, had to that. address that. And then this is a good way to move on. Move She's on. gone. Let's do a cleanse and let's just, and we'll going. come back. Um, then right after that, I think we got Cameron's home, right? That was the next yeah, and her, thing. And her, and her crazy neuroses about like what a for sale sign says about, her house. It's like, all it says girl is that you're, you're selling your house. Yeah. But I get, I get the idea of like people in Dallas talk. Like, are they getting divorced? Are they downsizing? I think that it's completely made up in her head. I think that it's completely fabricated. My sister lives outside of Dallas and she's selling her home right now. And the only people talking about it are the people that want to buy it. Like that's, that's it. Well, you know, she's no camera. Cause how did, cause like, well, because how did they know that you're not selling it to, to upgrade? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. It's, it's a crazy thing. Her husband thing. was like, you're being ridiculous. And I don't want to talk to you about any of this stuff because you are a drama queen. Like I I like her husband so much way more than I like her. Um, no, I, I mean, uh, he's enjoyable because he literally cuts her down and brings her down to like the same level. The, uh, the, the earth, the planet, because she, okay. And the whole thing with the dog. I mean, I'm sorry. I oh cannot, my God. That drove I, me nuts. You know, it's like, it's too much for me. The animal <laughs> thing is too much for me. I, uh, but you know, we got to love Cameron in some way because she did give me some laughs at the end of this episode, which I got to say, but we also have to talk about Cameron on Walter Hammond's live, which we will talk about oh, at the end God. of our Dallas recap. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're selling their house. Okay. Storyline, I guess. Yeah. Get over it. Just move on. Like you're going to be fine and you know, whatever. But speaking of houses, let's, before we get into Dander and the Shaman, which I have to really download <laughs> oh and my discuss God, because you know, I loved that um, shit. Oh, are you talking, are you talking about Tiffany's house? Yes. That wine cellar and that closet. Holy shit. Okay. I amazing. I loved Mary Cro Mary Cosby has got to get her phone number and figure out who designed that because Mary Cosby, and we'll get to that later, but Mary Cosby needs to re uh, to, to get a closet like that. Oh, hundred percent. She needs the, 
the finger sensing, like fingerprint to get into the closet. Uh, yes. It's so organized. I love the exposed stone underneath the ground of when the Deandra blind cellar. When Deandra said look at the Louvre, I could not have agreed more. I mean, I've never been to the Louvre. Oh, it looks exactly like But, you know, I've never, I've only been to Mexico and America. So, like, I do not go anywhere else. Well, after the pandemic, you um, change that. I'm going to go to Europe eventually. It's going to happen. Eddie in Europe, it's the new reality show. But, yeah, I loved her house. Um, By the way, Stephanie looked amazing in that gold outfit. That yes. gold top. Well, Stephanie that, always looks great. I mean, I just, but every time I, I just have to bring it up. Um, no, but this, I think Tiffany's house is one of the nicest houses we have seen on housewives in general across the board. I mean, the wine cellar really just, my jaw dropped. It was really, really nice. I feel like some of the houses are too either like kitschy or they're too overdone or they're just from Jersey. Or they're too big and completely empty. <laughs> yeah. Karen Salt Hinger. Lake City. Um, <laughs> But no, uh, no, Tiffany's house it was perfect. I would live there in a second. I want to work for her. I want to be her assistant. Do you need a doctor's assistant? Is that a thing? I can do it. I can move to Dallas. Uh, I would love, I could be a Manny. I'd love to live in with those twins and just like take care of them. Let me know. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I was very interested to see her call out Carrie about being an alcohol bully. Because here, yes, I... I did not like the way that Carrie was treated by Leanne last season. However, I never really warmed to Carrie because whenever we got Carrie on her own, Carrie just rubbed me the wrong way. She's just a little rude and like a little cold and kind of bitchy. I hate to say that, but like I just never got a good vibe from Carrie. And I, 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 I kind of went the second that Tiffany brought up like Carrie, the chief hazer and they kind of cut to those clips. I'm like, yeah, Carrie is kind of a pushy. And it, I, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not that vibe. Yeah. And I think Carrie's stepping on a lot of people's toes. We will get to this. Love also. her daughter, by the way, Olivia. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that really quick. I used to call, I'm going to be honest. I was like, Carrie's like, her daughter was a total biatch, like a total bitch. Well, I season. just thought that, yeah, like, you know, Carrie seemed like was trying to really connect with her and she was going through the, and Olivia was clearly going through that phase of like, ew mom, go away. I hate you. Yeah. Which we've all done. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, Olivia going to Los Angeles, shout out, um, and like finding herself with a new hairstyle, new hair color, finding her friends who are all like social justice oriented and her speaking out on these things like BLM, Black Lives Matter, and just like really being like, it's so hard for me to go from Los Angeles, which is such like an open, like liberal place where people are like fighting for these things and then come back here and have to deal with people who are on the other side of it is so hard to deal with. And it's making me really depressed and I'm really struggling. And I was so proud of her for not only having that conversation with her mother, because I feel like Carrie in a sense, like was not a hundred percent getting it, but she was like kind of trying to understand and be supportive of her daughter. Yeah. yeah I like that. Moment. But I also liked that not only did Olivia say it in the confessional, but that Bravo also put it into the confessional. Totally. I, I was, was like, kudos cool. to you for continuing the conversation because the one special on Bravo about this, the movement is not going to be anything. It's keeping the conversation going, understanding that it's every, not in, stopping in every now. city. Like, yes, you yes, need to see it everywhere. Um, not just portion Atlanta. Okay. You got to tell the people who okay, reached out. Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> okay. So you know me, you know, I love all things psychic, median, shaman, whatever. So when I saw the preview for this week's episode of Dallas, I immediately pulled the clip and I put it on our Instagram. You can find our Instagram by searching <laughs> at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Make sure to follow. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I'm going to be plugging it. No, all we, the time. we got it. We got it. 10,000. We got to get them back. Okay. Um, but... I pulled the clip because I loved it and I posted it, whatever. 
I, of course I tagged Deandra because I was like, I, if you know, I wrote literally wrote, if you know anything about us, you know that we are stoked to see Deandra Shaman tonight on the episode. And Deandra, of course, commented. I'm like, that's two in one week. It's yeah. Kathy we Hilton, Kathy Hilton and Deandra. Now we have Deandra and Deandra said, and I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to read it for you right here. She said, He's the best shaman out there and then tagged at Darren, her shaman. Well, let me tell you who reached out after that was Darren. Because, the shaman himself. Because I said, you can bet I would, me, Eddie Estrada, will be making a visit to him if I'm ever in Dallas. And he said, well, you can meet me right here. Thanks for featuring our scene. We love it. Deandra Simmons is the blessing to work with. I So after we get Kathy on, we got to get Deandra on and we got to get Darren I want to get Darren the shaman on and see if Wait, he Darren can, or Darian? Darren. Darren. Great. Darren, yeah. Great. I want to get him on the podcast, ask him about his work with Deandra, stuff that I can do at home. To I, self shaman? St- yeah, stuff. You yeah. know, I have, you know. I, You've got I, the tools. You've got some stuff I, around the house. I get the tube thing where you put the tube up like the left nostril. I'm not going to not gonna lie. That was a little crazy. But I I, again, I'm all for Deandra you know, you know, I read that breath book and I understand like the different nostrils and how <laughs> air goes in different nostrils. I have breathing. T- I've been taping my mouth at night. I mean, and it's clearly working because Deandra really does seem more centered and grounded. Um, so I, I, I'm all about it and I, I'm, I'm glad that she's doing it and she, and, um, God, forgive me. What's her, her beau's name? Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy. They seem really great too. Yeah. Um, so, and I, th- I think that's a testament to her trying to ground herself spiritually. Well, um, I like how she's using this as a way to reconnect with her family because there was a big shift in her family. Totally. That has caused a lot of drama. Basically her dad wrote two wills, one for the other wife and that son which is her brother, and then one for her, and this turned and, into this family her mom, feud. Yeah. yeah, and her mom, this turned into this family feud. But they seem to be the, like they're on the mat now. Yes. Which is great. And I think it's a lot to do with the shaman. I also loved that Jeremy is like, I'm going to be here to help you with whatever you want. If you want me to help you write that email, if you want me to help you connect with your family, then like, let's do it. Like, I am your partner in this. I love you. And I was thought that was a sweet moment. I love them talking about their love languages. Oh you know, my God. You know, that was like, I was like, mm, yeah, love language. Um, I love that Deandra's love language is acts of service. I mean, are we surprised? No, no not at all. And his is physical touch, which is like, that was really cute. You know, Their interview together was very sweet. My, if anyone wants to know my love language is words of affirmation. You got to tell me you love me constantly. Um, do you know your love language? Have you taken the test? Um, no, I haven't. No. Okay. You need to take the test before you like assume what your love is. No, you're right. Is. You're right. Just like, you know, like the Harry Potter house test. Like yes. you got to, you know, I'm a Slytherin. I'm, oh, I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, well, for feuding, feuding out here in the streets, <laughs> feuding out here on the wand, I actually bitch. think I might be a Ravenclaw. I want to take it again because I think I might be a Ravenclaw. I took the official Pottermore quiz. No, me too. And they said I was a Gryffindor. So I'm, I'm going based on that. God, but we are... Annoying Okay, take this car, put it back on the road. Um, let's go to dim sum, shall yes, we? Yes, let's go to dim sum. Um, we need to go, us and our, our gaggle of girlfriends, we got to go to, once everything lightens up in Los Angeles a couple of months from now, we got to go to dim sum. I want to go to real dim sum. And no, I, uh, yeah, of course. And I, like, because we've done Din Tai Fung, like, I don't even know how many times, which is like the, I feel like the mall version because it is in a mall. Sure. Um, and I've used to go to Din Tai Fung all the time, but I want to go, I want to go where they bring out all the carts where I can try it. I would love to do one in like San Francisco, like, like real, real dim sum like yeah. up North back home. But, and um, just really, I, loved, I want the chicken feet. See that. Okay. I, this drove me a little nuts because 
You eat every other part of the chicken, ladies. You eat chicken breast, chicken wings, chicken drumsticks, I'm sure. And you have to pull the bone and throw the bone out yeah, anyway. Yeah, so why is the foot any different? Yes. I, I mean, I wish Tiffany... By the way, I love that she did this event. And I love the Cartier envelopes. I loved everything about it. But maybe Tiffany shouldn't have told them exactly what everything was unless they kept begging her to ask. Or, sorry, begging her to tell them. Because I think they would have enjoyed it had they not known exactly that it was feet. Because... You eat every other part of it and you 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 eat bones all the time and you spit them out or you take, the, you know, you throw them away. I'm sure. And I, again, Cam, oh, just when I thought that maybe Cam would be kind of fun this season without Leanne, like this whole scene reminded me what a wet blanket child this mm-hmm, woman is. Mm-hmm. She's so obnoxious. She can't just like let her hair down and have some fun and not be such a snobby stick up her butt. And it drove me nuts. It made me love Deandra even more because Deandra was like, yeah, if you know anything about culture, like, you know, like it's for youth, like the collagen, like she knew everything about it. I was like, yes, Deandra. And Carrie and Cam being such assholes, sorry, but like being so rude to her about COVID and about like, oh, Deandra always thinks she's sick. It's always about Deandra, blah, 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 blah. She goes, um, no, I just wasn't feeling well and I went to go get tested and I was negative. But like, it's especially now in poor taste, it's even worse because- we now know that eventually Dander does get it and gets really sick and ends up in the ICU. Yeah. So it just makes Carrie and Cameron look like mean girls. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I'm, I want these women to be more open to culture and other people's cultures. Cause I feel, and I feel like that's maybe the, the battle of Dallas. Maybe that's what we're learning. And that's what we're kind of experiencing on the show a little bit more than the other you know, housewife franchises is that I feel like even Beverly Hills, everyone's a little bit more cultured. You know, I feel like California, New York, even everyone's kind of like, you know, you want to learn all, everything. Oh, yeah, you can't live in New York and not be, yeah, yeah not be cultured. But I feel like into- I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm realizing these women of Dallas live a very sheltered life. Yeah. Um, like I mean, Cameron. at least Stephanie was like having fun with it. And except for the, with the exception of the chicken feet, Stephanie seemed like she was trying everything and like, yeah. And trying to learn. And Carrie was, but I mean, the Deandra bullying aside, Carrie was enjoying yeah, it a lot and being it, yeah. very nice to Tiffany. But like Cam, like, how do you expect anyone to take you anywhere or have fun with you if you're not going to like at least be like, I guess if you weren't being such a crab about it, Tiffany probably wouldn't have bugged you about it so much. Yeah. If I were Tiffany, I would have been like, girl, loosen up and have some fun. Like, why are you here at Dim Sum if you're not going to just, oh, well, I guess we should just talk. We should get to Cam's comments about on Watch What Happens Live. So if you didn't watch it, (laughs) after the episode, uh, Andy Cohen, who, by the way, looks so good with his new haircut. You've been saying like, I've been harping on, and I understand you can't get a haircut right now because it's tough, but I'm glad that he had someone come over to his house and do it because he looks so handsome again. But anyway. He had Cheyenne Jackson, who I also love, and Cam on. And Andy said, um, what do you think of Tiffany, the new housewife? And Cam says, oh, well, you know, I originally thought that we would be besties, best friends, and get what, um, but she's so bossy. Like, I thought those, like, um, you know, those those nasty Thai, like, those nasty uh, Thailand women were, were bossy, but, like, Tiffany is, like, the, is even bossier than them or something. It was a loaded answer. It was loaded. Well, you just looked at Andy and Cheyenne's faces were like, okay, moving on. It was, it was, it, it was tough. You, you guys need to watch the clip. You need to see. She referenced um, the, the member. I don't know if you guys remember. They went to Thailand and there was the ping pong show and there was a lot of drama around that with the women and the way that they acted and the way they responded to that. Um, and she referenced it again in reference to Tiffany, which I thought was in very poor taste. Very poor taste. Um, 
we love Tiffany, and I want to tell you why I stand Tiffany even more. Is because there's been Twitter drama too. Oh, this um, is great. So y'all, um, basically. Carrie is on one trying to obviously make a storyline so that she could be asked back next season because she really has got nothing else going for her. Nope. Um, so Carrie was like, uh, trying to say that like, Oh, Tiffany, like you were cool with the drinking and now you're saying I was a bully. You're such a snake. And Tiffany responded or whatever. And then Carrie tried to, Tiffany was basically like, Oh, you know, I didn't want to do all those shots. You knew like I wasn't trying to get like that. Tequila is not for everyone. And then, Carrie tried to send her a link to Carrie's like jewelry and be like, Oh, like here, maybe this will fit you. And it was like a snake jewelry design, which or I'm whatever. sure is one of Carrie's pieces. It is one of Carrie's pieces. And <laughs> Tiffany was like, oh, you know, that's not really my style, but I'll take the money that I would spend on this, like the $1,400 <laughs> and <laughs> donate it to the ASPCA, which I thought was a flex. It's literally Tiffany being like, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, you're a bitch, and this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, um, yeah, I love Tiffany. She's coming in hot. Um, I'm, you know, Stephanie and Deandra love. Um, but Carrie and Cam, like, you gotta show me something else. Give it to us. You're, yeah, you're giving me what you're giving me is not great. I'm not loving it. All right, let's move on to OC. Yes. Okay, uh, we've got the Ock Ock. OC. Ooh. I don't know what that was, but yeah, never let me do it again. No, I, I will not. I will. I will. I will kill you. <laughs> okay. No, well, I won't. Death that was so dark. Cards. Wow. Okay. But we are. Okay. Speaking of dark, it's the finale of OC. Um, and this is going to be quick because really nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> Just like the season. I literally am sitting happened. there going, why am I fucking watching this? Like, this is so. Uh, yes. Let's just let's just race through this. Okay. Um. Kelly is such a shitster. Like I know like that goes without saying, and we know this at this point, but like her going to every single woman and being like, well, you know, Gina did this and well, Shannon did this and well, Brahma did this. Like she just, I think she's trying to get the heat off of her. Mm -hmm. I think she's afraid of like the edit she's getting. And uh, I just really, I, 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 I need this to be her last one. I have a feeling it might be, but like, you never know. You never know with these women. Um, I also am like, I'm kind of annoyed with Shannon because no, like, I think you were saying it like no one can ever be a good friend to Shannon. No. And like, you know, not to defend Tamra, but like, Oh wow. I, I know that's a loaded statement. I know, I'm so sorry. But like, you know, that just but shook like, me the wrong I way. Know, but Gina's going through the same thing that Tamra went through is like, Gina's now become the person that Shannon's calling morning, noon, and night, sober and drunk crying about her life and putting people in really weird positions of like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know who to talk about with what, like, and then Shannon turning on them and making it seem like they're being bad friends when like Shannon's not reaching out to Gina to ask her about her divorce and the, um, the you court, know, the court yeah. uh, dates and, and her kids going through, um, schooling in her garage. Like she, I, again, I have a soft spot for Shannon and I hope that she and John get their fairy tale, but like, it's impossible to be her friend. It is hard. I still love Shannon, but like at the same time, girl, you got to figure this out um, because these, these women are trying to be your friends. They are trying to reach out, but like. Also, I'm sorry, but um, duct taping yourself mm -hmm. into your outfit is not great. That was insane. Insane. Um, Again, like, did she end up coming out with a cookbook or, or a book about calorie in, calorie out I, bullshit? I do not know. She has like, she has a new thing every every season I it's feel just like. like 
I, I, uh, now it's like tinctures, right? She's coming out with tinctures. I bet you anything, someone's going to approach her about doing like Spanx now. Oh, I mean, that was the plan all along. It was like maybe some kind of like, oh, you should like, yeah. I don't Bador know. Spanx? Oh my God. Storm no, Spanx? Storm Spanx. She's not a Bador Stormy, anymore. Stormy Spanx? She's going to be a Jansen soon if we don't watch ourselves. Shannon uh, Jansen? Oh, that's a good one. I love it. Shannon Jansen. Yeah. Oh, you know I'm all for that. I like that. Um, What else? Well, I think Elizabeth started, she ended the season better than she started. Okay. Um, With this therapy session, yes. I'm still on the fence about whether or not she should come back. I think she's a one season housewife. Maybe she'll be a friend of, but like who's friend? <laughs> well, I, I guess it's going to depend on how they decide to, to, to cast the next season. Um, but I think she, and like she gave, she made the case for her to stay on another season throughout the second half of, of the season. Yeah. With the, re- the reveal of her past and the situation and her really opening up and being vulnerable and not just being a rich bitch from the OC. And now that all that's sort of wrapped up and she's now starting this new phase of like therapy and like her own life on her own, maybe that'll be fun to watch. Um, maybe <laughs> if they get rid of Bronwyn and Kelly, which I think they should, they might need her. Although I think they should maybe go back through the Rolodex of former OC housewives and maybe revive a couple bitches. You just want Heather back. Oh my God. I, I, I've, I've absolutely, I've been praying for Heather Dubrow return since she I left. I want Megan King Edmonds. I want MK. I never back. wanted Megan to leave. I really didn't want her to leave. And I think that she has such a case to come back. Oh, with what she's dealing with right now and her children Having and everything. Heather and Megan and like, You need like a Tamara or a oh Vicky. My God. Or Dude, a, I was going to say, if you say Tamara or Vicky, or, I'm going to or, jump no, across no, the no, table. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you need one of those types of women to come back. Maybe the original Gina. I think that would be exciting. I mean, there's opportunity. Two Ginas? No, I mean. That would I don't, be fun. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, But speaking of, because I don't want Brahman back. I, okay. I really, I the whole Shari thing pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I think that the women are a hundred percent correct that like even before her sexual awakening and before her alcoholism realization, she's always been a selfish brat and it's always been about her. I feel terrible for Sean. I feel terrible that she just wants him around to just to as a security blanket. Both yeah. financially and emotionally. Emily, and that's not he, he doesn't deserve that. Emily nailed it on the head when she was like there's there's a difference between like taking time for yourself and just doing everything for yourself yeah. essentially. And she said Brahman's being selfish, which I understand maybe in this time in her life, she needs to be a little bit selfish, but then like, don't bring other people into it. Don't bring Shari into it. Don't bring your husband into it because it's just going to make everyone else. Chris, we will get into that. I mean, we'll get to that Um, in a second, but anyway, um, I also thought the the Kelly and Brahman fight about like, you should live in Laguna B or you should live in Laguna, Newport's conservative Laguna, like putting these labels and putting these barriers on or like on different pockets of Orange County, I think is bullshit and it's weird and it's not the kind of, like dialogue we should be having. Like, no, again, I wanted to literally take like a little like toy, like crane and just plug Brahman and Kelly out and throw them out. I mean, I think that's what they're going to do. I, th- I can see that. that well, I'm sorry, but no one going to Kelly's wedding. I know Case it was a small, I, I know it was a small point. ceremony, but like that says it all. Um, I just want to talk about this event really quick that Emily had. I've heard of picnic collective. I actually f- formally followed them on Instagram. Cause I, b- 
back when we didn't really know what was going on with the quarantine, I was almost going to do a picnic collective birthday. I mean, that would have been fun. Um, and I, it's a very cute company. Yeah. And they do it out here at like, in like, they do it in our area. Oh, great. So they can do it up. Like guys, we're in like the South Bay LA, but like also all the way up to like Westchester and like, oh, they very do cool. it okay. in like, you know, near LAX. So I've been like interested in it. So when I saw this here, I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. I want to do it. Um, but I had to die laughing when Emily went to go do the selfie, the selfie Instagram chair and falls flat on her back. I was dead. I love her. Um, I, th- again, I think you can make, I want to see who Emily and Gina's other friends are in Orange yes, County. Yes. I, I think you could remake a cast with their friends. Maybe well, and keep Shannon. Because yeah. you, you need a screw loose in the cast. Yeah, and Shannon, I'm I'm invested in Shannon. I yeah, and you know I love her. I I do too. Una amiga on her um, own. Speaking of friends of housewives, Vince Neil, that killed me when she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm really good friends with Vince Neil oh from Motley God. Crew." Like, and then Gina being like, "If that him, doesn't say it all about Elizabeth, I don't know what does." It, she literally calls him and is like, "Is this Vince?" And he's like, "No, no I've had him for eleven years. Like, who are you calling?" She literally like does not know him. This is like all it's all fake. All fake. Um, yeah, I, I also love the music they play at the end of every housewife or Orange County season, the, the guitar, like on the beach guitar, it kills me. Cause it's just like, Hey guys, we're wrapping the season up yeah, and we're about done. to do this, the, the free screens with all of their updates. I was honestly shocked that that came as soon as it did. I really, it, the, the episode flew by because literally nothing happened. Nothing happened. I literally watched it. No commercials. But I also felt like, like more happened in this minutes. episode than any of the other episodes this season. Yeah. I mean, well, in a way, well, because you had the fight between Kelly and Bron or Bron when that was major, you had Shannon being like, I'm afraid of losing John Jansen. With Gina and, uh, you know, Emily. like this is the end. I mean, you know, it, I did have a lot of things go through. Also, I didn't know Bronwyn was becoming a therapist. I mean, that seems like that's putting I mean, the cart before the horse a I mean, little bit. Yeah, I, I get where she's coming from, where she's like, to help myself, I need to help others. Like, I, I get that. Like, that's But again, the best way it to, just like, feels like it's more about her. It, I'm sorry. It just feels like it's more about her and the story and the life she's trying to project. Um, and I think she needs to focus on her kids. Yeah. I think she does need to focus on her seven kids and focus on them. And maybe like, maybe that will be helpful. Like not being so self-involved, maybe being more about your family is going to help you with your sobriety. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but like maybe, maybe, um, also if you, uh, I went, was, I was on bravo tv.com, uh, today, you know, watching my shows to get ready for this. And they have the, I believe either the, uh, like most of it, if not all of the reunion up already, if you sign up for something like there's something on bravo tv.com. If you sign up for it, like you can watch the whole reunion episode already. Oh, so like check that out folks and, and report well, back to us. Well, on the answer And on also his- you didn't hear it from us if it's not, if it's not true. Oh no. Yeah. You can start watching it right now. Yeah. So like just check that out and like get a head start if you, if you can, maybe we will too. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. Bravo insider. I think it's it's called. It's not the whole thing. It's like the first four minutes. So don't get too excited. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. But if you go on the website, they market it as if you can start watching it. Yeah. You can start watching the first five minutes. So if you guys want a preview, check it out. Well, be a Bravo insider. Okay, Well, I'm going to do it. I know. So am I. So like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's do really quickly. Where are they now before we move on to Salt Lake City? Um, where are they now? Gina um, has made an impact statement in her court case against her ex-husband, Matt. Awesome. Um, Travis and her are celebrating one year and she's not trying any new crazy hairstyles. So Great. 
go Gina. Um, Bronwyn officially comes out as lesbian in the confessional. She's one year sober and she's dating a 29 year old named Chris. I I can't. And and Shane or not Shane and Sean is still around and still her husband and still probably doing everything. Well, we know they were photographed outside of a sex shop one by ba- paparazzi. If the one week. bad thing you can say about your husband is that he's on his phone too much, like you need to fucking relax because he's putting up with a lot of your bullshit right now, and you need to be way more, you know, humble and kind. I'm over her. She can. She we'll see what happens if she comes back next season. Keep Elizabeth. her kids. Love her kids. You. We can get rid of Bronwyn though. <laughs> Elizabeth is going to therapy, has finalized her divorce, and now is one of the richest women in Newport. LOL. Um, Shannon is still with John, and she's not using any more electrical tape. Good for her. Um, And Kelly is finally Mrs. Leventhal. Oh, well, we also have Emily. But Kelly is Mrs. Leventhal. No other women came to the wedding on 10-10-20, which I kind of also, I kind of maybe figured that because she's not really close, really, with all the rest of the women. And Rick, at the beginning, was like, we just need a small, intimate wedding. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I need these women to be closer. Yeah. We need more of like They just feel very disjointed. The stakes are low. The stakes are super low. Um, I, I, Bravo, you gotta do a revamp or you gotta just decide that it's time's up. And um, Emily lost 20 pounds, but she's going to gain the entire show. She looks amazing. I always thought Emily looked amazing. I love Emily. And I think she's the queen of the franchise at the moment of, of this particular franchise. All right. Well, let's talk about, are you ready for Salt Lake? Always. My okay. favorite one right now. So honestly. let's, yeah, same. I'm obsessed with Salt Lake City. Um, after last week's episode of Drunk Whitney, um, I was very excited to see what happens this week with the drama moving forward. I thought it started out perfectly with Henry, my favorite house child, saging his own mother, Lisa Barlow. Like she chasing fucking him needs with the sage. It. I was <laughs> dead about that. I actually have sage in this house that I need to use. Um, I got it. Well, my, my parents got it and they gave it to me. Um, cause they know what's up. They, I mean, <laughs> they just were like, maybe you need this. Maybe you need this. Um, so it's, I'm literally looking at the stage right now. Maybe I need to do that. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I, oh, I hate when Meredith and Seth kiss. They literally like take forever to meet faces and then they take forever for lips to lock. They sit there for a second. One of them might like do a little, mm. <laughs> and then they pull away Ew, and the, you no, know, it stresses me out. I'm over it. I, no, I, I do. No, me gusta. I'm no sorry. Me gusta. Um, I, okay. I felt bad for Jen at the beginning of this episode when she, you can tell she's going well, when, through it. And coach Shaw is like, was Will not speak MIA to her. and speak to her for a couple of days. Like, yeah, that is when she was like, it's so cold. And she went to go like make the bed. I thought she was going to get right back into the bed. Me I, was like, too. I was like, girl, I want you to, <gasps> I just was like, why are there. you making it? Like, you're just going to crawl back. Uh, in yeah. It. I was like, Oh, I felt so bad. But I, I do think the next scene where it's um, Heather and Whitney talking really lays out what the rest of the season is going to be like, and where we stand with the ladies. There's a clear divide going on between Heather and Whitney and Lisa and Meredith and Heather and Heather calls Lisa and Meredith, the mean girls of the group. And I think she kind of hits the situation spot on. I agree. Um, yeah, it's like, there's this Lisa. I mean, this is what I don't like about Lisa is that there is this, and I I think it comes from being uh, Mormon and the pursuit of perfection. I think Lisa, wants to be perceived as like this perfect mom, perfect businesswoman, 
like killing it on all fronts, like no drama, no, you know, no, um, no impropriety whatsoever, no divorce, no, um, you know, uh, uh, no fathers who are dealing with drug abuse. No, um, you know, I think she passes a lot of passive aggressive judgment on Heather and on Whitney and is trying to act like she's above it and she's better. Um, and trying to act like her shit doesn't stink. And I think that Whitney and uh, Heather have felt the brunt of that their entire uh, friendship, quote unquote friendship, because I don't think it is one. And I think that that, and Meredith is closer. I think Meredith is not necessarily doing that as much as, as Lisa is, but Meredith is closer with Lisa. And they have this like sisterhood lookalike contest going on. And I think that's where the divide goes. And then you've got Mary and Jen kind of in their own war. And Mary, I think Mary... Like, if we're going to have the reunion tomorrow, I think you're going to have Heather, Whitney, and Mary on one couch, and you're going to have Jen, Meredith, and Lisa on the other. I think you're 100% right. Um, I think that divide is very clear. Um, I mean, I can see... I see Jen kind of moving back towards Heather and Whitney uh, towards the end of this episode, which we'll get into. Right. Um, But I do think that's where the seating is going to be. I think it's going to be... Yeah, uh, I think, and who's going to be the top? Who's going to be the two hot seats? Is I it think gonna it's going to be Jen and, and Heather. No, I think Jen and um, Jen will be on the top. It'll be it'll, it'll, it'll go Jen, Meredith, Meredith Lisa, Lisa, yeah, and then Mary, uh, Whitney, no, Heather. I don't think they'll bring Mary to the front. I do think they will because I think. Yeah, oh, maybe it will be Heather. I think it's probably Heather, Heather versus Jen. It's Heather. Whitney Mary is what I'm thinking because Mary hasn't been featured that much. But again, let's see what else because. Well, because the fight between Mary and Jen is kind of what's been what's been fueling yeah. a lot of yeah. the other like uh, residual fights. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Like I think that like the trip next week to Vegas, I think will reveal more. Yes, I agree. Um, let's talk about the call between Whitney and Mary, and just Mary in general. Like I said, Mary has got to get her closet together. It is a literal. It is a literal manifestation of her psychological like status. It's a complete a discombobulated mess filled with stuff. Yeah. Just beautiful, crazy stuff. <laughs> um, I was dying at Charlinda trying to get the belt off of Mary, like the zipper broken. She's like, I Oh, mean, they sent me a crappy belt. And I'm like, girl, you put it on wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, um, and again, I think she should take a page out of Lisa Vanderpump or Tiffany moon's book. And, Re like she can hire. I again, I have a feeling part of her, her season two glow up will include brand new wigs and a brand new closet. Speaking of Lisa Vanderpump, real quick, I just want to like do a touch <gasps> off base. Do it, do Y'all, it. Y'all, if you guys didn't hear, it's also on our Instagram. I announced it. Lisa Vanderpump is coming back to television, but not on Bravo. She's going to be on ABC. There's a new dog grooming show competition called Pooch Perfect. It's going to be hosted by none other than Pitch Perfect's Rebel Wilson. Um, and Lisa Vanderpump is going to be one of the judges. I will be watching. We'll see how long it lasts. Oh my God. No, it's <laughs> going to be fantastic. This is their answer to the pack. Cause the pack is that show, that competition show on Amazon for dogs. Well, it's also literally HBO max had hot dog, but we don't even know if that's <gasps> oh, ever going to yeah. happen. Oh my God. Matt Rogers. We love you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the sudden, I mean, I guess dogs you can film during COVID like pet shows are, are COVID friendly. Well, like I think any show you can, like, com- shows, competition shows and like game shows are really doing well because it's, uh, you don't have to worry it's about going easier, anywhere. Yeah, it's much it's easier to film space, a uh, contained cast. It works. Um, let's talk about, okay. So here's, the, I have a problem with 
we better get more information about Meredith and Seth's marriage because I think that Meredith, while filming, kind of got a sixth sense about what it would look like for it to come out that she, cause she was really leaning towards like leaving Seth and like ending their marriage. And I think she kind of got wind that like maybe it would look better and be better if they could make it work. And so now there's this been like this, this, this shift. And I think it's kind of, it's bullshit. And I now think she's going to be even more hardlining on it because now she knows that women have been talking about what Meredith was doing, uh, in the marriage, like maybe in Seth didn't know about it. So I think that like Meredith Harlan, like we're together, we're married. It's great. I think we're going to see her like really. I think that whole family is doing damage image control. I agree. It's, you got, you're going you're to have Brooks doing it. You're going to have Meredith doing it. You're going to have Seth doing it. Um, um, and I think I, I'm wondering if her divide with Jen will continue. Like if she's going to confront Jen about the fact that Jen's been, was the, was talking shit. Cause it's true. We saw it. We have it on camera. And, um, it just seems clear that Meredith and Lisa are going to be attached to the hip. I can't stand Lisa, but we'll get into that in a minute, like in a little bit. Um, I am so proud of Heather. I she's my favorite and the beauty. Lab. She's my favorite of all of them. Whitney's a close second, but Heather is my favorite. Um, we were talking about her flirting with her worker Nick. Oh who my Everything God. was like so awesome. I've so got this. Do, do you think you're able so to perfect. handle it? Yeah. Do you think I can handle this? And it's like, girl. Either hop on or hop off because like <laughs> it's gonna happen. Uh, I also have to say, she—I don't know if anyone else caught it, but when everything was going in, she was like, "It's all happening." Which we—I don't know if she was like really referencing Vanderpump Rules. No, in, like, I think she meant moment. that legitimately and sincerely. Okay, well, I took it as a, a Bravo wink of like, "Oh, this is a shared universe, a shared Bravo verse. It's like the Marvel universe." I always like say this. And no, so, truly. Um, you know, I always say it's all, ha- I would never, something's good going in my life. I send the little photo of Sheena and I'm like, I think Heather should happening. date Chad, the contractor, if he's not already married. I think he's already married, but he, like, you know, he's uh, so cute. I mean, I want Heather to find love. I just want, her I to can't be happy. believe that she hasn't been taking a salary. I mean, I think it just speaks to her personality and her, who she is as a person. Like I love her, Yeah. but I'm glad that her partner was like, girl, you should be really making money now. Like you put in millions and you're getting back now tens of millions. Like it's time for you to like get yours. I want to look at what the beauty lab has to offer because I'm interested. We, we're going to, we're going to do guys. We are telling you now we're going to do a road trip to Salt Lake. Cause we have a dear friend who lives in Salt Lake that we miss terribly. So once things calm down COVID wise, like we want to take a road trip and visit her, but also while we're there, we, we are definitely going to take a trip to beauty labs. Oh my God. No. And, and maybe, done. maybe I'll, we'll hit up Heather before and be like, girl, we're going to come to beauty lab. Let's just gab I in the lab. I think she would. I think she would. She would totally gab in the lab with us. You I know. love saying gab in the lab. I'm going to just start saying it all. That's her podcast. Heather, if you're listening, Miss Gay. Um, but yeah, gotta I, gab I can't lab. wait to go. I, any way that we can support that girl, I'm down. I want her to get her salary, even though I, even though I probably can't afford anything on this services well, list. No, I'm sure we could do like a facial. Oh yeah, they've got like skincare, laser hair removers, spa. I can't even talk. I'm like literally like. Uh, That's how they, they, that you're just excited. You I'm know? just excited. Oh, they've got some good stuff: hydrafacials, opera, phantom facial. Ooh, the vampire facial, chemical peels, good to glow. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there we can find something in here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about. Do you want to talk about the double date? Then we'll talk about the soak. Yeah. Um. And then we'll talk about um Shaw and Coach Shaw. Um, um, yes. So again, I kind of already touched, I already said this basically, but like, I just, I really don't like Lisa's holier than now. I'm perfect. And anyone who's not 
as perfect as my perception of myself is like, I don't want anything to do with you. Cause even as they say, like, we are not afraid of Jen. Like we're friends with Jen. They're also basically saying like, we don't want anything to do with Jen or Whitney or Heather and that drama. Like we're above it. We're better than that. And I'm like, no, you're not girls. You are the same. That's why you're on the show together. Yes. And I think they're playing this all wrong. Like I, I mean, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that people are connecting with Whitney and Heather and even Mary and even Jen more than they're connecting to Lisa and Meredith because these women are putting it all out there. They're showing you who they are, warts and all, quote unquote. Um, Like the perception of perfection and that we're so great and we're above it all, like no one can relate to that, especially not in these times. So yeah, I'm struggling. I mean, yeah, me too. And I just, it's, it's not a good look. And Lisa has it out for Whitney. The, all the comments about like Whitney being a whore or being dancing, the dancing and like the, the, you know, Utah women are known for what two things. Like, I don't know, like, sleeping I don't know what even what she said but it was like derogatory and gross yeah and it's like just because Whitney is gorgeous and like making her own life for herself and it's not exactly the kind of life that you would maybe make for yourself like her husband and her kids are gonna love her I can't say the same about you girl so watch yourself well as Meredith would say say la vie which I want to <laughs> say she stole from me you know I say say la vie all the time um, I, you know, I loved Bewitched when I was younger. Um, I did it. Bewitched the, the musical group, right? Yes. Okay. Of course. Uh-huh. I did a dance to Say La Vie. I think I was in you like and my first sisters. or second yeah. grade. I didn't do it with your sisters. No, but my sisters, you, my sisters and every other teenage girl at the time. Okay. I was literally like seven, okay. but Hey, um, you know, Say La Vie holds a special place in my heart. The song now listening back to it is definitely, Something I cannot believe I was like really listening to because it's very suggestive. But... Oh my god! But I also didn't like. I didn't like the um, Lisa and Meredith having that separate dinner with these other random women. Like, oh yeah, and pretending like oh they we're, were better. We're, these are part. These are the women that we're a part of. Like these upper echelon like ladies of like business and whatever. It's like um, I bet you Heather's business is more successful than any of yeah. Theirs. One of these bitch. I was yeah exactly. I was like, where's Heather? So is Jen Shaw. Like, whatever she does, she makes a ton of money. But again, I think it's because, I mean, I think it's because they're different. They're not Mormon and they're not like married once. Um, and they're not like, I, I think it's because they have slightly alternatives to what Lisa's life is. And Lisa's like incredibly judgmental. Yeah. One of those girls was like a fashion blogger. You're going to tell me a fashion blogger is more successful than fucking Heather Gay. No, I think Lisa just wants to bring more of who, uh, quote unquote, her people on the show, which is never going to fucking happen. Cause they all seem plastic and unfun. Um, I was, I wasn't having it at all. No, I mean, I do want to go to a Vita tequila tasting up in like the mountains of Salt Lake. Like that event sure, seemed amazing. Sure. But like, I don't need Lisa there, I'm but good. I don't need a, I don't need a snooze fast. Meredith needs to like really, I still have, I'm holding out hope for Meredith. I'm not, compl- I haven't completely written her off yet, but she's got to like wake up, get out of the, get up, get out while it's hot. Good God. Get a grip girl. Um, okay. Let's talk about the soak. Um, where first of all, I want to do this so bad. I think this would be so much fun. Like it's like hot springs. Right. And so you like it, I was all about it. I, Jen could not have been more rude about it. I feel like it's so good for you. I feel like, you know, I I lo- would love to take a bath, but I tried to take a bath in my bathtub and I do not fit. Oh. Um, 
Not like. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I was just like, um, I was a little tall. Well, because it's your bathtub's made for a child. Okay, well, aren't all bathtubs? Well, no, there's like adult bathtubs. The kind of bathtub that you have is for a small yeah. adult or a child. So, I yeah, it's just too big of a man to fit in that tub. And uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, but I would love to do this soak i feel like this is my vibe right up my alley and i Sign loved me up. again i just showed you who whitney and heather are they just really genuinely care they want to come from a place of good they want to apologize for what they did and it also just showed you how fucking angry jen is like, yeah not with that not with the women necessarily but just in her life and in her in her marriage she's just fucking wound up up i felt bad for the producer that was like why did you splash water on us and she goes why you put me in a bathtub it's like oh god yeah that was a little i mean that's the thing yeah she threw the glass like at least at the beginning she's like she threw the glass like like they're like these women are crazy Uh, um but i did really like whitney calling out jen for kind of being like a a projector and a mirror and like using whitney and heather as like a mirror for her hundred percent because i truly think that's the case it's like uh, Jen is not ready to take accountability for her own actions. Jen's not ready to really understand how her own life is affecting her own life. Like she thinks it's everyone else and all these outside factors like coach Shaw being away or the way that Whitney acts or the way that the other women are talking about her or, or Mary, Mary or, yeah, you know, her it, father's death or, you know, exactly. It's, it's all these other things. She's not looking inward uh-huh. and she's self-medicating with pills with alcohol and I feel bad because I, I understand where she's coming from. I understand using all of that to kind of hide and mask. And it's like, you need to take that away. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. If Meredith and Lisa were your real friends, they would have called you up and been like, Hey, like, I don't think that the way that Whitney brought all this up was appropriate. And like, regardless of what Mary says, like, I don't believe that. But really more importantly, like you really had a very volatile reaction. You threw a glass, which could have hurt someone. Like, do you want to talk? Like, what's the deal? You don't see Meredith or Lisa doing that. Their mom's the word about it. And mm-hmm. I get why Meredith might be because she, oh, because of what Whitney told her about Jen kind of mouthing off about her marriage with Seth. But like Lisa sitting up on their, on her high horse, like doesn't do shit about it. Hasn't said a word about it. Didn't no. call up Jen. Or if she did, we didn't see it. And, and I loved Heather being completely honest with Jen and talking about what was going on and how she, how she felt. And like basically saying, you know, I've been the put up and shut up girl. And I'm the, the one time I went against that, my husband left me and I'm afraid that Jen's going to do the same thing with me. And I mean, I, I understand that. I feel like I'm a put up and shut up girl. Like I, well, I'm not a girl, but guy, no, but you know what I mean? Like I, I keep my head down. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go with the flow. It's fine. Because I feel like if I move out of that, then people are going to like be mad at me. But it's like, I th- I'm hoping and I'm realizing that Heather now is, and I hope she realizes for herself that she's worthy of more than that and that she can send up and her self-worth and her boundaries are important. Boundaries are huge. But boundaries is the word of 2021. <laughs> Y'all, if you are not on the boundary train, get, get on, on it. it because we are all about boundaries. I'm about like boundaries are my new favorite thing is like, the word no. Yes, because like, again, that creates a level of respect and a, a level of humility. And it's like, I really appreciate them just, and even when Jen got out of the tub and ran away, they're like, no, come back. Like, let's fucking deal with this. Get in the fucking tub. Yeah. And let's talk this shit out. Um, I, I just, I really hope that Jen, it seems like Jen is still going to go after Whitney a little bit next week, which we'll see how that works out. But like, I, I really hope Jen kind of wakes up. Um, and sees that like these girls are trying to be her friends really yes. legitimately. Um, 
Let's talk about, speaking of Jen, let's talk about Jen and Coach Shaw, Sharif. My favorite moment with Jen since the series started. And I got to say, we stan Coach Shaw. We love stan Coach Shaw. I was, I'm always nervous when these conversations happen. I'm always nervous when these one-on-ones happens between the wives and the husbands where the wives are just like out of control. They're so upset. They think it's the end because sometimes you see the husbands just check on. They're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. Coach Shaw was like, he was like, I didn't talk to you because I was angry and I don't think anger is how I should come to the conversation, which uh-huh. I was like, fair. Mm-hmm. Then Jen was like, it was like, I'm hurt. I'm numbing. And he's like, well, why are you numbing? And she's like, well, this is going on. And he's like, you can talk to me about this. I'm glad you're explaining this to me because I'm your husband. I'm your partner. I want to help. It was you one of the this. best conversations between two house, like two house couples, a house couple, yeah. <laughs> a house couple. Um, it was really, I, I think all of the stuff that Jen was finally expressing after compre- like, you know, compressing it for so long, I think that's what she was trying to tell the women back at Mary's lunch. Yeah. I think that what she wanted to tell them was like, hey, I feel alone. I feel abandoned. I feel, you know, completely depressed and anxious because of X, Y, and Z. And that's why I'm so fucking crazy right now. I think that if Jen had been able to express that earlier, a lot of the stuff that we've seen would have shaken out a lot differently, but to see them connect and to see him be such a good partner and to see her calm down, like it's the calmest we've seen her. Um, it was awesome. It was my favorite moment of Jen. It's, it gives me hope for her. Um, it makes me glad that she's on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, not to see her trying to be a housewife, uh, like a real housewife, but just like settling in finally. Like it's really nice. I I said last episode, I'm hoping that she'll like have a season two like renewal, but I don't think it's that. I think we're, we're just seeing we're her getting go to the bottom through. of it now. We're getting yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with her father's death, which is totally understandable. And the fact that he wasn't there because yeah. he's he, he has, has to the, work. He has to work, and like there was nothing he could do. It sounds like it. It. It's yeah, it's yeah. really great. I'm I'm excited to see the I guess the evolution of Jen Shaw. I mean, I love these ladies. I don't even see any changes that are needed. No, for next even season. as much as I can't stand Lisa, I, I want her. To, I want to keep. We gotta have a villain, uh, so keep her I around. Mean, uh, um, so I'm excited for Vegas next week. Oh my gosh, you know I am a I love Vegas. I. I Vegas was one of the last places I went before the pandemic. I was in Vegas in September. Of 2019? Yeah. Okay. Because I went to Life is Beautiful. Um, so I'm excited. To well, see I was supposed to go in August. I was supposed to go to see Kelly Clarkson with a bunch of girlfriends. Of and 2020. We, yeah, and we canceled, obviously. Um, and I'm assuming we're going to go back when um, Kelly Clarkson reschedules, if she does, which I hope she does. Yeah, I was in Vegas a lot last year because I also went to go see Gaga in Vegas. Oh, my. God. You went I to went, Enigma? I went to Enigma. No way. Okay, well... I was even well. My I mom had a housewives even, moment that weekend. I was in tears. At my the mom Enigma. even like, even though she was like, uh, you know, she's like, I don't like to spend money, but like, I kind of want to shell out for Enigma tickets. So I was oh like, God. mom, really? But then of course the pandemic happened. So. It was. I wanted to go see the jazz show too. I would have gone back. So if you would have gone, I would have. But yeah, along. I'm excited to keep on the Salt Lake train. It's really. I'm on all the. I'm it on, is delivering. I'm on all the train. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We got through it all. Um, and there's more to talk about, obviously, and we will talk about it all um, in our next week's next Friday episode. So make sure you guys are subscribed because every Friday we will be coming out with a brand new episode just like this. Um, make sure if you guys are on social media. <laughs> in case we haven't said it enough. We're on Instagram 
and Twitter, but mostly Instagram. It's at hot and Bravo. That's at H O T in beer, A V O D. And also please make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play music, iTunes or Spotify. We want to make sure that you guys get the episodes rate and review us. Tell your friends, tell your friends we're back. If you guys have a crew that listens, you know, people are starting to go back to work a little bit. We're great for drives. We're great for, you know, if you just need to take a nice long walk and like, hundred percent. And also like as new shows come out, like let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know what you want us to cover. Um, give people like Deandra and the shaman and Kathy Hilton, your support when they uh, comment and like our stuff. Uh, cause then more will come. Summer House is coming, and you guys know I'm a Summer House fan. I was the first fan of Summer House. I started the and Summer House And I trend. called it. I said that they would probably, I could see them doing a quarantine version in the Hamptons, and sure enough, that's what we're going to get. So get ready. My my psychic medium said that like they could see me in the Hamptons, so maybe you'll catch me on Summer House eventually. Oh, my Lindsay, God. Uh, my girl, I'm talking to you. Shoot. Carl, too. Me and Carl are friends, too. Um <laughs> Check, go back and listen to that interview, y'all. Both of them. Oh, God. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you, Matthew, for joining me again. Thank you again for co-host. having me. And um, have a great week, y'all. And we will see you next time. Bye.